Greetings digital world, welcome back once again to another Spliced In Later, brought to you on time for once. Not for once, I stuck to a very rigid schedule last year, but I don't know, 2021 I guess things get away from you and I missed a week after already taking a week off before that due to technical difficulties and just being lazy. So you never know, it always sort of turns into a downhill roller coaster where all of a sudden you're missing one week, then two weeks, then three weeks. So I'm glad that I'm here giving you the the deets, giving you the whatever you've come to expect from this show, which is basically just movies and nonsense and poor quality, but genuine heart. I don't know. Anyway, let's move on. So for today's episode, I thought we would look back at my poster, my 100 movies bucket list poster, because I said one of the few things I said when I began was I wanted to look into a lot of the movies that were on there. And after I said that, I haven't looked into it for about two to three months. I think our last check-in was either our The Shining slash Doctor Sleep check-in or our Christopher Nolan discussion, which encompassed the Dark Knight trilogy. Both the Dark Knight trilogy and The Shining are on the poster. Since then, I've known exactly what I wanted to talk about next from the poster, but things get coming up. I ended up going to see movies, which was surprising. It was um, something that I used to do, but then went away during the pandemic and now sort of came back for a bit. So we had to prioritize that. We had to prioritize our Christmas month. We had to do our top 10s, including our top 10 2020. We've started discussing Disney. We finished off our James Bond. I'm probably going to start talking about some MCU and Star Wars stuff in the future as well, just to build on some content. So I thought before I get lost in all that, I'd better try and focus on this poster at least once for the next three months. So today we're going to be talking about a comedy movie from the poster and by essence because of that comedy movie it's resulting two other movies that are not direct sequels to this but are part of a genuine form of comedy and creative teamwork that produce these movies with always quality content. The first movie is the one considered the 100 movies bucket list, the one you have to see before you die. But watching all three of these I would concur that at least the first two you would should probably include in that regard maybe not so much the third i really do like the third but i think in terms of cult followings of reputation of the themes that were addressed the comedy that was discussed and shown the first two probably have a little bit more of a leg up on the third but that does no way detract from the overall experience of watching all three and appreciating all three so for today's episode we're just going to go through each one and just say why they're awesome and recommendation for you if you haven't actually seen these films. So we will start with the movie that is on the poster, and that is Shaun of the Dead. Now, if you've not heard of Shaun of the Dead, that's maybe believable. I'm not sure. I'd heard of Shaun of the Dead long before I even watched the movie. It was just something that was very popular in pop culture. Shaun of the Dead was referenced in other TV shows, in other movies. The actors, the main actors in Shaun of the Dead, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, they became a sort of a comedy duo. I don't know if it started with Shaun of the Dead, but the reputation of them being a comedic team definitely sprung out of this movie to the point of when they were in the other movies, they were also a team up. But in other things as well, if you watch The Adventures of Tintin, Thompson and Thompson are played by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And it's very impressive watching that movie. I can't sometimes tell which one is Simon Pegg and which one is Nick Frost, which is a testament to their acting chops, their acting abilities. 
because obviously in Tintin, Thompson and Thompson are very much the same person. But you've got two very different people somehow pulling it off. It was very good stuff. Basically, Shaun of the Dead and then what was inspired afterwards with Hot Fuzz and The World's End is a collaboration between three very specific people. They're all directed by Edgar Wright. They all star star Simon Pegg in more of a capacity, but he's always teamed up with Nick Frost. And the three of them together with these three movies have touched all sorts of eras in terms of film types, film content, genres, comedy, references to the real world, references to misconceptions about film as well. It's all in there, but it's all hidden in just a simple laugh-out-loud shtick. And they've done something different with each one of these films, so they're not sequels to each other. Shaun of the Dead does not lead into Hot Fuzz, and Hot Fuzz does not lead into The World's End. What unites them together, basically, is the Ice Cream Cornetto, which is why it's called the Cornetto Trilogy. And the only point of that is that a Cornetto ice cream shows up in all three movies. That's it. That's the connecting thing. But because of that, these have become effectively known as the Cornetto Trilogy. And you basically, if you're watching one, you sort of feel the need to watch the other two. It becomes a sort of marathon trilogy to have to start with Shaun of the Dead. Then you've got to jump into Hot Fuzz and you've got to jump into The World's End. You don't have to, but the quality comedy content and what you're looking for spans across all three movies and you get the most enjoyment if you watch them all together. Kind of like the Dollars trilogy or the Man With No Name trilogy starring Clint Eastwood, which is a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more and the good, the bad and the ugly. On their whole, they are three completely separate films that star Clint Eastwood. But somehow in recent years, it's been decided that Clint Eastwood plays the same character in all three films. The man with no name, the stranger, the person who comes to town and and rights the wrongs or does what needs to be done. Having watched all three of those films, you can tell that that's probably not the case. Clint Eastwood might be playing the same sort of type of cowboy, but there is nothing really to confirm that this is the same person in all three, but it's just been decided. It's just been decided that that's the way it is. And so because of that, a loose trilogy has been formed. With the Cornello trilogy, not so much a character, but just comedy. Same bunch of actors, not just Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, but Martin Freeman, Eddie Marsan, Dylan Moran, Bill Nye, a bunch of actors, all of them. I could list them all, but they're all escaping me. You know when you try really hard to think about something and the more you think, the more you can't remember? That's my brain 24-7, so we'll move past that. But Shaun of the Dead starts off this Cornetto trilogy, and basically it is a, a horror comedy, which is why it took me so long to watch it originally, because although it's horror comedy, the word horror still in the selling point and as we've discussed many a time on this show i can't stand horror films because i just don't like to be scared you can go back and look at my past episodes where i've discussed horror films like halloween and get out i can appreciate a horror film that relies on making you uncomfortable and spooked but i do not like horror films which is just jump scares and screaming and yelling and blood and gore and so overwhelming stuff that you can barely you can barely your brain can't comprehend it And the basic plot of Shaun of the Dead is a zombie apocalypse. Zombies terrify me. The idea of a zombie invasion keeps me up at night. I'm caught in a terrible conundrum where I want to watch The Walking Dead, sort of. I hear it's good and then it's not good. 
but I can't because I know that my brain's going to take all those zombies and apply them to my real life and I'm going to start seeing them everyone I'm going to start dreaming about them so yeah zombies and me not so good but people were telling me Shaun of the Dead is very funny the horror aspect is the the setting for which the comedy film takes place and there are horror elements but they're played for laughs they're not played to scare you and upset you or anything like that and for a long time I still went nah 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 to a point I might have even pretended for a while that I'd even seen Shaun of the Dead just so people would leave me alone about it but of course then as I've mentioned before I got this poster and I decided I was going to watch everything on it and unfortunately Shaun of the Dead was on the list so I watched it and it's one of those things where you go you idiot you should have watched this years ago. This is hilarious. This is super funny. A great time. A good experience. I had a smile on my face the whole time. If you're unfamiliar with the plot of Shaun of the Dead, it's basically a mix between a horror film and a romance film, but mainly just comedy throughout. You've got your main character, Shaun, played by Simon Pegg. He's a deadbeat loser, run down, lives, lives with his almost also the same deadbeat loser friend, Nick Frost. He wants to commit to his girlfriend, but he also doesn't really want to because he likes just having his own space and his routine and doing his own thing. And when he finally comes to a point where he has to commit to his girlfriend, while all this is happening, a zombie apocalypse just starts. What's brilliant about this film is that the zombie apocalypse is not the main point of the movie. It is a background thing that eventually takes over. Watching this, I really appreciate the film aspect of it and the way the story of the zombie apocalypse is just happening but it's not relevant to what's going on around you. Sean's walking down the street and he'll encounter some pe- he'll just walk by some people who are coughing or looking deathly pale or he'll be having a chat with his friend and behind him on the TV you can see like breaking news going on. But in the long run it's just this thing that's happening and he's not noticing he doesn't care about it. It's only to a point where he does a run to the shops and suddenly you know that the zombie apocalypse has taken hold because of the way the street looks, the way people are lying in the street, the emptiness, the crash cars or whatever. And Sean doesn't notice because he's just off to get his, I think it was milk. Or it was a Cornetto. It might have been a Cornetto. I'm not sure. I need to rewatch it again. I haven't watched it for a couple months, which is probably bad when you're trying to discuss it. But of course, then once he realizes what's going on, him and Nick Frost have to first come to terms with what's happening. At first, they don't believe it. And they push the boundaries of the zombiness to see exactly what type of zombies they are dealing with. And then they decide they've got to get to Sean's girlfriend because they've got to save her. And then they've got to get down to the pub and hole up and just ride the whole thing out. And that's basically it. What follows is just moving from point A to point B, encountering zombies, the way zombies pick off friends and family one by one, the comedicness that Sean interacts with the zombiness, how he overcomes problems, how Nick Frost deals with everything. It's just an absolute wonderful, funny thing from start to finish with genuine moments of emotion as well that's put in there sort of takes you off guard when some people die it's actually pretty sad the things that sean has to do especially involving his mum and his dad just terrible stuff and then of course with a zombie apocalypse obviously things get worse and worse to a point where basically the whole world is our one swear word for the episode fucked and there's a big final confrontation with the zombies where sean and co are uh, fighting them off just to just to stay alive. I won't spoil the ending. I won't tell you how everybody how things work out for all the characters. But even towards the end, where shit hits the fan and blood's flying everywhere, and they're fighting back on the zombies, the laughs just keep coming, and that's just absolutely appreciative to me to watch something like this. To be told it's a horror comedy, and no, yeah, it's comedy. Just the horror is the story aspect that's being used for comedy. Great stuff. 
Shaun of the Dead is one of the best comedy films of all time. It makes a lot of sense why it's on the poster. And if you haven't seen it, it definitely needs to be seen. We then move on to Hot Fuzz, which of the three is my favorite. I know Shaun of the Dead is considered the pinnacle one of the three that you should watch. But I think watching Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz is a strong contender. I think possibly because Shaun of the Dead, its aspects, the things it addresses with the horror comedy and the storytelling points and everything. It was brand new. It was stuff that hadn't been done before. Hot Fuzz follows a more more specific comedy type in terms of it's a comedy crime story involving two cops. But it has been done before. It has been seen before. Shaun of the Dead is this very unique thing. Not so unique now because everyone's tried to do it to death. But it didn't break any molds or strike out in places that Hot Fuzz has been where other movies have not been before, essentially. But of the three, I get the most enjoyment out of Hot Fuzz. In Hot Fuzz, Simon Pegg plays a city cop who's a bit too violent, a bit too keen on his job. He gets transported out to a, a village in the in the English countryside. This very quiet village, doesn't look like much goings on. The action is minimal. The people are friendly. They talk about how there's never crime there. There's been a crime like once every four years. He gets partnered up with Nick Frost, who's this dopey policeman down there who also doesn't believe that crime is a thing to worry about but he they they form a bond nick frost respects simon pegg's attention to detail and i guess simon pegg starts to appreciate nick frost's loyalty to him in the movie but of course being a crime film eventually start to realize that the the peacefulness of the town is actually not quite as straightforward as they thought there is something going on there's mysteries to be solved there's crimes to be prevented and who's in on it in the town and who's innocent and everything turns into this real violent final cop chase with the bad guys. This is the movie of the three, I think, that really, really works with that camaraderie between Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. He has them in Shaun of the Dead and The World's End, but this is the one that focuses purely on that partnership because it is their buddy cop relationship. The way they play off each other, the way Nick Frost just deals with Simon Pegg's insults and just goes about with his life and how... Solving crimes just gets in the way of him getting home in time for dinner. Simon Pegg really wants to be involved in a big shootout gun, but he has to restrain himself. He has to he has to look at the facts. Back in the big city, he just busts through a door, shoot the bad guys in the head, solve the crime later. With this one, he's got to try and figure out what's actually going on. Who in the town can he trust? Because he's the outsider. He's the one with the fresh eyes that sees that something odd is in this town. He needs to do it. A fun fact about Hot Fuzz, it has a very great action scene. Uh, on the first time I watched it, though, there's a thing that happens to a certain character involving an impalement through a jaw. And the first time I saw it, I passed out. Yes, I did. I saw it. I immediately felt sick, and that was it. I hit the floor. I was at school as well, so I could not walk this off and just pretend it didn't happen. It certainly did. A lot of people saw it. Being not older, but maybe been desensitized by stuff like game of thrones it doesn't affect me anymore but a word to the wise that that is a shocking moment that happens that is gut-wrenchingly queasy if you're not prepared for it so just look out for that i love cop dramas i love buddy cop dramas because of that camaraderie that you get i love the fact of two characters that hate each other in the beginning or don't quite get along and then for a series of events they end up being the best of friends essentially and solving a crime together when no one else thinks that they can it's why i love beverly hills cop and the nice guys and rush hour and all of those team up sort of films 
Hot Fuzz is no exception to that. The camaraderie, as I said, between Peg and Frost is superb. The comedy, of course, as well, constant. As a viewer, you probably solve the crime or the mystery of the town long before Simon Pegg does, but it's fun again. You get that shot that Edgar Wright does where he's showing things happening in the background that the main characters aren't noticing, and you get the benefit of seeing that and then seeing how they're going to come deal with that later is a lot of fun. There's a lot of puns, a lot of barbs, a lot of good jokes that sort of address the flaws of the justice system in certain countries and the way cops operate and things they can do and things they cannot do, especially today as well. It's very relevant to know what is a joke and what isn't. So that's really good. Again, so Hot Fuzz, great stuff. Best of the three. Should be on the poster in my opinion, but it's not. But we'll move on from that because can't talk too much about Hot Fuzz without spoiling a lot of the characters' points and purposes in the movie. Just advising once again, check it out. And then we move on to our final one, The World's End, which is seen by a lot of people to be the weakest of the three. I get a lot of enjoyment out of it, obviously, but I do sort of get it, especially towards the end of the film. It does sort of seem to fall apart on itself. But it has an incredibly great concept, which is just starts out as a comedy film about refusing to grow up, refusing to come of age. Simon Pegg plays this guy who shone high in high school. High school was his place, the number one. He is never going to be any better than what he was in high school with his friends. They've all moved on. They've got jobs. They've got wives. They're proceeding with life accordingly. Simon Pegg refuses to let it go. And eventually he tricks them all into coming back to their hometown for one night for participation in what is known as the Golden Mile, which is a pub crawl. They hit 12 pubs all before midnight, ending at the last pub, which is the world's end. They've got to take a pint in each pub and move on. Speaking as someone who drinks about three pints, and that's it for the evening, it's time for bed. Uh, it's an impressive feat that is hard to comprehend that they can do. I don't know how much beer is drunk in England. I don't know if drinking a lot of pints is just a daily occurrence, but for me, it seems like an overwhelming goal and looks like a lot of fun. I'd love to participate. So, of course, as they're going along and everybody's sort of resisting Simon Pegg, some eventually come around to the idea of it, aside from Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, who, in this movie, Nick Frost hates Simon Pegg with a passion. He's had a huge falling out with him and their friendship's in tatters, and he doesn't really want to engage with Simon Pegg. But alongside him, you've got Martin Freeman, Eddie Marsden, and Rafe Spall. So the five of them together go out on this pub crawl, they start to come around to it. But again, in a very similar hot fuzz situation, there's something off about the town around them. Not so much that there's a crime being committed by a mystery, but a science fiction supernaturalness is going on in terms of, that involve, without spoiling too much, extraterrestrial activity, uh, infiltration. Hard to say. I, again, if you, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen the film, but there is something spacey and very spooky going on in the town and then eventually once they realize what's going on simon Pegg, of course still wants to push on with the golden mile he wants to finish his pub crawl the rest are just trying to get out of there in one piece and it becomes a fight for survival i really enjoy the science fiction aspect of this one again it's something that is different for simon Pegg and nick frost to engage with and edgar Wright to direct and again united only by the cornetto ice cream there's a lot of action in it there's a lot of comedy there's a lot of very homage to old science fiction movies of the 40s and 50s and 60s. A few of them. I don't want to mention them because I'll spoil what type of movie this is. 
but it is a lot of fun. It's fun to see everybody sort of picked off-ish or separated or however you want to do it. There's a bit of a romance story going on with Rosamund Pike as well, which is nice to see. And then, unfortunately, towards the end, it does lose me a bit because I don't know if it knows how exactly it wants to end the film, but we get some big giant alien talking and the the movie ends in a place you wouldn't expect it to go. The movie has lasting repercussions for the world for all the characters in this movie but maybe if that's your type of thing to enjoy such a wild ending like that then you might get a lot out of it i think it's fine i still laughed a lot i just went oh okay cool the movie is suddenly over and that's what we're dealing with now no problem at all but again the comedy the play between peg and frost and also with the rest of the pub crawl crew there's a few great cameos in the world's end as well pierce brosnan shows up in here Bill Nye, of course, is in as well. The action takes off quite well once everything is revealed to be going on. But as with the other films, the comedy never lets up. You're still laughing constantly. The The charm of the Simon Pegg character and the Nick Frost character in Edgar Wright's direction is ample throughout as it is for the other two films. Great time. Definitely watch as well. Again, it is the weaker of the three, but still fantastic time all three great together put all three on for one night for a a marathon and you shan't be disappointed there you are i hope you enjoyed our analyzation analyzation of the cornetto trilogy i'm sure most of you have seen it i'd be very surprised if you haven't seen at least one of these films but if you haven't you're in for a treat for checking it out i would highly recommend it it is adamant from the moment i saw it why Shaun of the dead was on that poster and why it's revered but also watching hot fuzz the joy i got out of that and being able to watch it without fainting as well and the world's end as well in its own charming way is just as good and a lot of fun for sure definitely check them out i think the world we live in at the moment we need to be watching comedy films at the moment we need that laughter we need that joy so these are consistently good consistently well directed well acted the bounds that they push in terms of directing and the way to tell a story and the spoofs on horror genre romance genre buddy cop genre science fiction genre is just very entertaining to behold and you still have that warm safety blanket of simon Pegg and nick frost through all three of the films great stuff check it out i will wrap up by saying i will be back next week i aim to be i implore to be no idea what the episode's going to be yet but hey that's just business as usual I will give a final point by saying that I very recently, as in only a few hours ago, signed up to Twitter. So alongside Facebook and YouTube, I will try to be putting this stuff on Twitter as well. If you've got a Twitter account and you want to follow it, by all means. I don't really understand Twitter, but I will give it a go. I'll work it out. It'll either work or it won't. 50-50% chance. But until next week, stay safe out there. I hope you uh, enjoy life and all that stuff and... Check out that Cornetto trilogy. It's a banger, that's for sure. But I love and appreciate you. As always, you've been spliced in later. Adios, muchachos. I'll catch you next time.